Hello and welcome to another episode of the Brutally Honest Podcast. That is Brutally Honest Podcast. Um, thank you so much for everybody that's tuning in. If, you, if you're a subscriber, I love you. If you haven't subscribed yet, do it now so I can love you. And if you're not sharing and telling people about it, do you really love me? Do you really? Um, as always, huge thank you to everybody that's been listening. Um, I put a lot of work into this. Um, and it allows me to just share some really good good conversations uh with you guys but um yeah it's uh, you know it's something i love to do and i get to meet some really really cool people and and part of the goal is to share that with you guys um but i'm gonna roll into that in a second but i want to finish my intro first so brutally honest podcast.com go check it out instagram brutally honest podcast facebook it's all the same but if you want to follow me your host it's harrison underscore baron on instagram um that's usually where I'm most active. And I actually just released, as this is uh, being published, my new Instagram photo. And you can kind of see a quick build of what I was working on or what I built to into the studio. As far as wood and paint and carpet and lights and ceiling and all that stuff. Um, so it was really cool. It was a little throwback Thursday because uh, today is Thursday. And it was just, it meant a lot to me to be able to share it with people. You know, I don't want to get too emotional, but it was, I was like, wow, like I put a lot of work into this place and it came out really, really good. Um, I have the coolest office out of anybody slash studio. Um, but you can go check it out there. I'm going to give myself a shameless plug because I built this thing, but, um, I'm starting a new venture. As most people know, I came from the IT background and now I'm slowly, and I shouldn't say slowly cause I am transitioned now into a business owner and I own a business called the um, the Brutally House Podcast. The Brutally House Podcast is part of it. But I own a business called Baron Media Group. I love it. Um, it's all about social media, building websites, all that kind of stuff. Um, and it's just, it's a new chapter in life that I'm really beginning to uh, see and love and kind of figure out how to be self-employed because that's something I've never done before. But it's, uh, it's a learning experience. And because of that, it also gives me the ability to share a lot of these stories um, with you guys, uh, even though that sounds kind of ridiculous, it there's a lot of people I get to meet as a business owner and stuff like that that most people wouldn't have access to, and it's very rewarding in that regard. But I don't want to take up too much time because I absolutely love this podcast. I had my buddy on Dean DiCarlo. He runs a media company as well, um, and we talk a lot about you know the business, how the business goes, and all that kind of stuff. Um, his his company is called um, Mission Disrupt, and it's just a handful of guys and they're just crushing it. They do some wild stuff. Super evil geniuses over there. And we have a really, really good conversation. Uh, I don't want it. It was definitely one of my favorites. I have a lot of favorites, but as the podcast keep going, I keep getting better. And, I don't want to say better and better guests, but the conversations just flow and it's all, it's just so good. And then I listen to old podcasts and I get super happy too, because I love those too. I don't want somebody to be like, Oh, Harrison, you don't like the new ones. No, love them all. I really do. Um, this is the most rewarding thing I could possibly do. But uh, without any further ado, I don't want to get too much into it. Please welcome my friend, Dean DiCarlo. Buddy, how's everything going? Good, man. Happy you could have me on the show. <laughs> uh, many, many moons coming. Yeah. Many moons coming. How's the, how's the business going? 
business is going well, rocking and rolling. We were kind of talking about it a little bit before, have some interesting projects coming up. Yeah. So, you know, I can't complain though, you know. Business is cranking. You're a young entrepreneur too. Yeah. Fucking love it. How old are you? 24. Yeah. What about you? 25. Fucking right there, man. Yeah. Right yeah. there. I love it. The, uh, let's start, let's start on a philosophical topic. Okay. Why do you think there's not that many young entrepreneurs? Because I feel like the entrepreneurial level is heavily weighed towards middle to older men. Right. Typically. Also yeah. some women, but it's def- definitely primarily male dominated. So why do you think there's so many less millennials in the entrepreneurial market? So this is kind of an interesting, I think, topic overall, because I think there's so many different facets of it. Mm-hmm. So like, let's like, I would say like, let's dive into like the, the realistic, um, the realistic uh, reasons why. So one, financially, mm-hmm. dude, who else is graduating with $40,000 in debt right out of the gate? A lot of tw- them. 22 years old. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like. You also, I mean, you yeah, got bills you to pay. You fucking pick that, dude. You pick. Yeah, you do. That I'm gonna spend. You know, I. You when, and that's part of the of, problem. Yeah, you didn't you just come I mean? out of high school and you're like, ah, oh, fuck it, I'm gonna go to Yale and spend fifty grand a semester. You know, I'm not gonna go to. You know, you you knew exactly what you're signing up yes. for. You and you signed that fucking piece of paper that says you're gonna owe X amount of dollars. Yeah, you're just crazy. You're 100 percent right. I mean, you couldn't go to the University of Alabama for fifty thousand dollars a year, or you can go to a SUNY school. Me personally, I just went to a SUNY school. Yeah. Did I come out with? Yeah, of course you come out with debt, but I'm, I didn't cripple myself. Yeah. Yeah. You know what I mean? Manageable. It it comes down to your lifestyle choices, but I mean at the same time, it's also hard to make that decision when you're 18. Yeah. You're just not thinking the mic like that. In between the two of us. There you go. I got you. Right. Yeah. Okay. Right there. Beautiful. Cool. Cool. All right. Good. I'll cut that part out. Sounds good. Um, but yeah, it's. Dude, it's insane that people are okay with just, you know, oh, I have $150,000 in debt. God damn, seven, if you're paying 7% on that, that is a shitload of money a year. You can buy a house with you're, that money. You're paying 10 grand about a year for just your interest rate. Yeah. Like, holy shit. And think about all the stuff you could have bought. Think about the investments you could have made with that. Well, I like what your mind's You know are. what I mean? Yeah. Like, you could been you could have been making 7%. Yeah. And that's like a moderate return. Yeah. You know, you could go out there and like real estate, for instance, and go out there and kill it, make anywhere from 10, 15%. Yeah. No, yeah. If not even more, you know, if, exactly. if you, if you plan it right, it's just, it's so crazy to me that college has created this imaginary lifestyle, at least from what I've seen. I talk a lot about college today. This is podcast number two, but this imaginary, like, lifestyle that everybody wants to live like oh my god i'm gonna go to college i'm gonna go to suny oswego and it's gonna be a party you know we're gonna go fucking <laughs> wild or i'm gonna you know i want to go to these one of these major schools and i'm just gonna party like i want to go to penn state and just party like an like wherever it is like i need to get that college experience I'm like bro you can it's do that. Hyped. you can do that you can do that 30 minutes away Farmingdale's yeah. 30 minutes away from here yeah like holy shit that's crazy so here's what i'll say it's a different experience right um and I think it depends the type of person you are. So for me, like it made me grow up a little bit more because I was on my own. Mm-hmm. Um, but at the same time, it's like if you're in it to party, like if you don't know what I wanted to, I knew I wanted to be a marketer, 10th grade. No joke. Like I knew. God so damn. for me, like I was like, I'm going to go to a school that's going to give me the best opportunities. Right. And that's mm-hmm. how I chose a school. But like if you're a senior and you have no clue, 
do yourself a favor and just like stay local, like lit- save 40 grand. Yeah. And I mean that literally, save 40 grand and that's on the low end. Yeah. That's if, okay, you stayed in New York and you wanted to go to a SUNY. Mm-hmm. Don't go out there and spend that money because guess what? The dropout rate in the first two years is crazy. Crazy. And, and I think the other major problem that we have is people have this imaginary idea of what college is and it doesn't deliver on their expectations, I think. Because yeah. they're going in with the mentality of party, 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 and not learn, learn, learn. Right. And there's a fine balance of both of those. But yes. you, if you're spending 20 grand a year on a college, you better be going to class. You better be learning. That's. I know. Here's the other thing, too. You better be participating in like extracurricular activities because that's where you get all the value. Yes. A hundred percent. That's like seriously. Yeah. If you look at your transcript when you go to college, it's like probably three quarters of it is college and the other quarter of it is like bullshit stuff. Right. Like lab time, like tutors. Liberal art classes. Like what's, are you serious? The first two years of classes is just bullshit. Mm -hmm. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Sucks. Crazy. And and the craziest part is most people don't even know what the fuck they want to (laughs) do. I know. Like that is the where I think the largest gap exists in that is is you have all these kids that have no idea what the real world is like zero clue then they like they everybody picks that standard I want to be a doctor I want to be a lawyer I want to be this or I want to be this and there's so much more out there like there's jobs that you've never even heard of things that you never thought you could do you know you don't hear about PR firms in in high school. Like you're like, oh, you know, maybe you'd love to be a PR person. You know, who knows? Maybe you'd like to be a debt collector. Like, there's so much stuff out there that you have no idea what's out there. But you're just told that you have, you know. And colleges do try. I give them credit for like trying to get as many topics and degrees as possible. But it's like there's there's just so much out. There's you can literally take a class on researching different jobs. Yeah. There like, should be a re- there should be like a career discovery class, mm-hmm. but that should happen in high school though. By the time you're at college, you should know if you're spending money out of pocket, you should just know what you're going to be doing or have a really good sense of like at least say like okay, I'm going to be a lawyer. I'm not sure which type, but I know I need a good law degree, right? Yeah. Like, I don't know. I think that's it's an education problem too. What do you why do you say that or what what do you mean by that? I mean I just think that they really have to start putting more life skills in like high school. First off, college is just one route too. Like why yeah. do you have to go to college, dude? It's it's twenty eighteen because like, that's what the could, guidance counselors tell you. you have to right, do. exactly. But the world still needs builders, electricians, um, specialized architects. Right, all exactly. That kind of and guess what? You could still make a lot of money doing that. So yep. iron workers, all that kind of stuff. And in and in Long Island, there's a shortage of manufacturing workers. Yes. And they're high paying. Yes. So you just it's you just don't like there's so much to do. People have no idea. It's it's actually sad because there's probably so much opportunity for so many people and they have no idea where to find it and how to get it. Right. And like 90% of it is literally applying. Like there are so many companies in just the 10 mile radius of this place. That ninety nine percent, ninety nine point nine percent of people have never even heard of. Yeah, and, and that's especially true on Long Island. Yeah, we it really so is. There, there are two hundred and fifty million dollar companies on the island, like multiple companies like that. And you will, if you said the name, no one would bat an eye because they had no clue what you're talking mm-hmm. about. It's insane. Yeah, it's literally insane. It's 
It's just such a crazy so wait wait, wait. so is that a regional problem then or is that like whose whose fault like whose fault is that is that the companies is that the region not promoting it like government or you know what a lot I mean of these like, companies don't need to be like great example our businesses you know you're in the media side I'm in the social media side there is with the way the world is going we. And more so myself, because you have people that work in-house full-time. I could hire an entire staff and never actually interact with them. That's other true. than messages and phone calls. Like, I'd never actually meet them in person. Probably would, you know, fly them in and, you know, meet them and sit down and talk to them. But one of the primary focuses of what I'm trying to do with my business is build a completely remote staff. I don't want anybody to work in an office. I don't know to nag you. It. What? <laughs> no one to nag you. Yeah. Not even no one to nag me. I just think it's bullshit. You know, what do I need to spend a ton of money for so you guys have somewhere to work that's far away from your house? You're not spending time with your family. You don't have flexible hours. And on top of it all, you're now risking your life to come to work because now you had to get in a car. God forbid you're late. Your kids have to go to the bus stop or something like that or your bus is late or this or that and the other thing. And now you have to drive like a lunatic because I expect you to be at the office at 830. Right. Right. I like that uh, outlook on that. Like, honestly, anytime you get in the car or go outside, actually, you could die at any point. But like, you're late. So you're late. You're not thinking right. You're trying to get your your tie on. You're trying to get you know your nice you know. I got to make sure my my collars my 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 sleeves are down and buttoned and everything like that. So when I walk into the office, I look good. Like you're not thinking about driving. The single most important thing that you're doing at that moment, because you're so focused on trying to get to work, so you don't lose your job. Because your employer expects you to be there at eight thirty in the morning and not a minute late. But. Do you fucking stay there and grind all night and work till six, seven o'clock at night, an hour or two after your shift, and they still break your fucking balls about coming in late? That's bullshit. That's why I want to start a remote company. Get your shit done. If you could bang out a 40 hour work week in 35 hours, take the extra five on me. It's a good mentality. Like, just mind blowing. Just trusting people. And why on earth is the mentality of all the smartest people are on Long Island? Because that's bullshit. No, they're definitely Absolute not. bullshit. It's, I, so, it's a global economy. Yeah. They're everywhere. Yeah. And it's, but here's the thing. You got to be able to manage those people. Outsourcing isn't, and I mean outsourcing to other countries, yeah. isn't great if you don't know how to manage those types no, of absolutely not. different cultured people. You know what I mean? Because everybody has different mentalities and there is a real communication barrier there. That's, yes. a, that's a real skill yes. to be able to manage global teams. Yes. Uh, yeah. I wouldn't do a global team. I would do a national team. Right. Which um, in your case then is great because the high cost of what you'd have to pay for people mm-hmm. in New York, yep. you could save there yeah. and potentially have better Absol- performance. And on top of that, if I do work, if I do hire people in New York, I have to pay them a ton more money yeah. for shitty living conditions. Honestly, like if I if I'm like, hey, you know, I could afford you for fifty thousand dollars a year. Great, that's putting a, that's barely putting a fucking dent in their bills. Yeah, you know, they're where, just getting by. Yeah, they're they're literally just getting by. You give that same person fifty thousand dollars in down south, that fifty thousand dollars is like a hundred grand here. Like that's real money now. Like yeah. you're talking like that person is going to be happier, work harder, make more money. They have now flexible hours and all that jazz at the convenience of their fingertips. And it doesn't cost me a ton of money to hire somebody locally when I'm building this company for the sole purpose of people can travel and go wherever they want as long as they're getting the job done. Doesn't bother me. Like, that's what really comes to my mind when I'm like, I want my entire staff to work remotely. 
Yeah, and I think to each his own. So, so my side of it is I do hire people in house, mm-hmm. and here's the reasons why. One, um, our collaboration mm-hmm. is really high, right? Like we are always interacting with each other on projects. Mm-hmm. For example, like when we're doing websites, where all the websites we do are custom built. You know, everything from the user experience, we are analyzing that from like not only a designer standpoint, but from my standpoint as a strategist. And then the developer might pop in. He might say, yeah, this is a good idea. Or, hey, remember last time there was a bug with that? That might not be working. Or conversion rate was lower. Mm -hmm. We had that. So, you know, that's the flip side where on the fly, we're able to make those types of decisions where remote teams might take hours to make those decisions. Um, Mm. But it's, you know... There's no right or wrong way here. Yeah, of course. It's, it's just you, what works it, for you. Exactly. Exactly. 100%. So that's the reason why I did it, because I knew the type of firm we were going to be is highly collaborative. Yeah. And we just need... And then when people... I think also clients like that were there in the meetings, and they're able to ask specific questions. I don't need to relay the information. We're just all in the same room. Mm-hmm. We're, ask, we're just, you know, shooting off answers, so... I got you. Yeah. yeah. No, absolutely. Hey, everybody's got their mentality. Exactly. And, and but it comes with, with real costs. I mean, you know, it, it can get expensive. Um, and Yes. You know, Big where, time. So, I mean, it's office interesting. Office space alone can, I, cripple, can cripple a company. Yes. Yeah. Like, But here, here's the thing. I think office space is in this real, like, transformational period. Like, you're seeing... Um, for instance, like co-working spaces. Yeah, WeWorks and stuff like that. WeWorks, which honestly, we first off, we don't have anything as cool as a WeWork on Long Island. We no, don't. it's a very untapped market. The, yeah. only, the, the biggest problem that I've, I'm realizing, because I've spoken to a bunch of people about this, is um, a location and making it sustainable, like a sustainable location. The sustainable, I see, as you know, more of the problem. Because location, there's time, Farmingdale... Yes, you know but I mean? it's like, getting enough people there to where it's going to generate yeah. money. Like New York City, somebody's out and somebody's in in hours. But like, do you think WeWork is just hemorrhaging money? Then have you been to a WeWork in the city? Yes, they're, they're like five star hotels. If you oh uh, you yes, know, so do you think it's sustainable, or you think they're just so pumped up on VC money that? No, it's definitely sustainable. So then it's possible. There is so many people. Fighting. So do you think but, it's a laziness factor? on the generations, the older generations of maybe just half-assing and saying, just looking at the dollar sign saying, now I'll make more money if I just put a brick wall up and a shitty cubicle table and just sell it as a co-working space. I mean, because honestly, I that's what I think. I think that nobody is really believing the idea of what co-working could be on the island. Mm-hmm. And they're looking at the, the dollars and cents in five years rather than 10, 15, 20 years. And they're doing it at the bare minimums, from what I've seen. So, I'll give and you I'm my, not saying all of them. Yeah, but I'll give you my thoughts on WeWorks. If I was going to develop a similar co-working space, something like that, for less urban areas, suburbs, and stuff like that, you know, it would definitely not work in a rural area. You know, where you have high density places. You know, there's definitely the ability for you know one or two Long Island. You know, at least one or two Long Island offices. Probably one in Nassau, one in Suffolk. Um, but to expand it, I would almost do kind of like the McDonald's, what they did. You know, take the revenue that you're making and buy buildings and buy real estate. And then location, not only location, do you have location. that, but you're buying buildings. You're buying a tangible asset. Right. So you'd be basically converting that money into real estate money. Um. And then that's what I would build that on. So where you're constantly just migrating and migrating. And then as the demand increases for those 
spaces or products, you know, that you're providing for for your customers, then you can say, hey, you know, oh my God, let's say we did open one in Farmdale. We're getting a ton of traction. I got a wait list for people to get in here. You know, I own the building now, like, or I've, or I'm getting close to owning the building because I've just constantly, you know, I tried to buy it and I've been paying it off with this WeWork money. You know, let me, let me dial back on paying on it and then build out a whole second floor, you know, build out a whole third floor. I think what, what the, one of their biggest challenges is going to be is starting too big and then it fails where you're almost better off starting small right? and creating that serious demand for that, that real estate basically and then once you realize that there is a real demand you know then you open up or buy or get a second floor a third floor of a location and then take over that building and then take over that the problem with that is is a lot of buildings don't have that capability of like let me like in new yeah. york city you could just go down to any company and just say hey i want to buy this floor most i mean i would imagine a lot of companies hey i want to i want to buy this floor and i'm going to pay pay for your company to relocate yeah, most of them are going to be like, absolutely. I got all. I got You're going to pay me to leave and go get a whole new place. Like that's my dream come true. That's happening in Brooklyn right now. What? That's what's happening yeah. in Brooklyn. But like, th- I don't see that happening on Long Island because there's so many companies that are so rooted to their location. Like, they're not just going to pick up and leave. Like, they're there's known- guys like us too. You know what I mean? There's a ton of people that are just becoming entrepreneurs. That I think that's your market in co-working. You, you know what I mean? Like, mm-hmm. it's you can't see, just. But go I think it's like, a waste of money. Honestly, if I didn't have the podcast, I wouldn't even entertain the idea of an office studio, an office spot. Right. Because I, I don't need to have, you know, if I didn't have a stu- if I didn't have the podcast, I don't need to have a studio. I could literally just build that in my room, you know, until yeah. I'm making a serious amount of money to where, hey, you know, now I now I need to get a space. But what my business model is, I never need an office ever. I just need a studio to be able to do this. You need your laptop, essentially. Yeah, yeah. basically. Although it is, you know if you're looking at it psychologically, like it's nice to separate life and work. Yes. But to your point, like, you know, like there's a, there's a degree of monetary, you know, I like, I like the idea of, of separation of life and work, but like, even though that's a workhorse of a computer, I still have a graphics card in there to play video games. Like I still rip on on Fortnite. You know, every once like oh, I'm having a stressful day or I can't figure something out or whatever it is. You know, time for right. some Fortnite. Yeah, let me hop on for an hour. Let me clear my brain and and, and re kick it off. And I've I have great mental fortitude to be like I've played too much video games. I need to get back to work. Like that's cool. But like for example, last night I strolled in here at ten o'clock at night. I saw. You know, my neighbor John up here and I was just like, I stopped in. I banged out, you know, 10 or 15 emails and a whole bunch of other stuff. And then I was like, oh, you know, let me hop on a game of Fortnite. And sure enough, one thirty rolls around. I'm like, I got to leave my office. Like, yeah, I happen to be a, not even a mile away from my house. But it's like, you know, I have that ability to come go whenever I want. And it's kind of like, I don't want to say my safe space, but it's my place. I don't need this to. This is a cool space. Thanks. Appreciate it. You know, like this, lot this of really work. is your space. Like a lot of work. There's going to be some some more changes going on in the next uh, probably week. I was at a commission last week because my teeth, but uh, no, now it that, looks good. Now that my teeth are healed, I can finish working. Um, but yeah, and then once I get this, and then this, you know, this will be like my satellite off my my headquarters, and then as I travel, Perfect. you know, I'll I'll take the laptop with me, and then you know, as the demand increases, I'll have to get a new laptop, or I can just come here and bang out work here. You know, yeah. I have. A Lamborghini of a computer, so yeah, it's nice. Yeah, that's pretty cool. That's the way I look at it. At least it's just 
but I don't need my I don't need employees to come here. Like, don't come here. I don't want you here. <laughs> this is your space. Yeah, I, I, I love you all. Look, if you want a place to get out of the house or whatever it is, you need a place to go. I get that. But and you want to come here and you're local. Great. But like, I don't want to create that. I need somebody here. You know, that might be a case where, yeah, you do want to get a co-working space. But yeah, six hundred dollars for a, sit, a seat. Yeah, that's crazy. Yeah, in the city, it's it's pretty. It's all like, there. It gets I'll give there. you an extra hundred bucks a month. Go sit in Starbucks. Yeah, you know, go find the local bar or whatever you could or Panera. You know, Panera. Yeah, like I know I know we work spaces that you get like a lot of perks. You get beer, you get coffee, like this, that, and the other thing. But like the, what they ask for is insane. But a lot of it's big cities. Yeah. Like when you say, "Oh, I need," a and they're and they're so geared towards corporate. At the end of the day, they they just want corporate to take some of their. Yes. You know, or yeah. corporations in general to pay for their employees, which Basically, is great. Yeah. I mean, they ha- they've tapped a, a good market there because they're a good brand. But yeah. yeah, you're right. For an individual person like me and you, you definitely got to weigh that out. Because to have a seat a that's not even dedicated to you. Yeah. Because, you know, they have like the free seats and then they have the dedicated seats. Yes. Yeah. You can get up there. Oh, oh, of course. Not to mention, if you're doing a city we work, you probably live in the city. So you're spending a shitload of money. On rent, yeah, alone. everything's so, just expensive. So expensive. Um, That's why I can't. I, I see. I love the city. Couldn't move out there because it's just like it's not. The only benefit of 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 moving to New York City, as far as a company is concerned, and this is the only rationality I can think of, is one. Everything is right there. Everything true. you need is right there. The talent is right there. The people are right there. That's so true. You need a. You need anything. You can get it twenty four hours a day for the most part in the city. The only other reason why I, I think any company should consider working moving to New York City is the fact that you can charge easily fifty to one hundred percent more, without a doubt. But your cost could be that too. Uh, well, that's why. Yeah, you that's know why I mean? because everything is so much more expensive that you have to charge more to to live. Like I, I wonder what the margins are. Like if you were to take a firm here and then of the same industry and then take a firm out there, and let's say they have equal performance though, at the end of the day, yeah, know, who's, who's doing better? I don't and know. that's subjective too. I mean, yeah. I guess what's your employee turnover? Your employees happy? Yeah. Does the work the same? But I don't know. I I just you know, I I don't like New York City. I no nothing about it appeals to me. I don't like Bayport pe- is like the opposite of New York City too. Bayport though. is like the optimal place for me to live. Bayport's awesome, if not a little further out east. Um, I'm a in- extrovert, but like closet introvert. So, like, I do like going out meeting people, but I have no problem sitting inside and playing video games for fucking 10 hours by myself. Right. That's fine. No problem with that. Um, but you're like, right next to the beach. Yeah. This is, the sli- this is like the slice of paradise here. And we dodge all the winter storms. Anytime there's a winter storm, we always get, like, the, the least bit of a I might have to move out here. That's um, it. You're selling yeah, it. Yeah. I mean, it's great. You pay a premium to live here, for sure. But, you know, it's far enough out east that... We there's still some distance between houses. It's a small community. It's close enough to a major train station that you can get into New York City if you needed. You know, if you a need save to. a line, save a line, or um, Ronkonkoma. Okay. Yeah, fifteen minutes away. Um, but like you have both of those, and then you can still do other things like with that, you know, oh, I'm still far enough out east. And if I want to go to Montauk, I don't have to spend the day in Montauk. I can go out there for lunch. That is nice. You know, oh, if I want to go to the North Fork, I'm already three quarters away or half halfway there. You know, that's the one that's like location wise. I love it. You know, anything from where Bayport is vertical to like Port Jeff, Stony Brook is like, 
optimal in my opinion. Right. Like we're right next to Nichols Road. There's no lights on Nichols Road. You can zip up and down Nichols Road. You know, pretty close to made to all the major hubs on Long Island, but you're still far enough out east that it's you don't have to really interact with that many people. Yeah. It's great. Know. That's the way that's the way. I, I, no, I like this town. I really I think it's awesome how close it is to the water. Um but then, you know, everybody's different. Everybody, like some people are like, oh, I love being like I love Nassau County. I love like everybody's so close and like I'm like Everybody's got their thing. Yeah, you know? teaches own. My buddy loves New York City. Loves it. I'm like, I can, couldn't live here for more than a day. I could live there. I just can't ration out. With, I, I can't spend the money to do it. Just because why uh, Why? Why do that? You know, why? You own your own business. Money? But yeah. if you're working in New York City, typically you're going to hopefully yeah. make more money. You yeah, know? exactly. Um, but you still got to ration. You still have to put that money into where you're living. There's yeah. no return on that. Dude, I'm business minded. So it's like. That's how I'm thinking really practically all the time. Like, so, or, or I try to. Yeah. I can't say I do it all the time because I'm a human man. But, you know, like when I just look at the rent and, like, yeah, I'm spending 1700 a month. And I'm just like, yeah, but you could spend like a thousand on Long Island. Like, you no, could. No, it's not even that cheap anymore out here. It's not, but you can. There are little, little places here and there where you could do you it. Could, you could get this for a thousand. You, you want to know what's crazy? I have a buddy in Huntington. Uh huh. He lives a block away from the Paramount. Guess how much he's paying? You, you're not gonna even be able to. Probably like five hundred bucks a month. Six hundred. Yeah. Six hundred. Yeah, but he's probably living in a small studio. It's it's a four bedroom. He has roommates. Four oh, bedroom okay. house. All right. so. That makes sense. That yeah, makes sense. but still, I'm you like, could live geez. in a house with other people for not that much money. Dude, in college, I lived in a shithole in Albany, four twenty five a month. Like it's stupid. Yeah. Like that's like for. Two hundred more dollars, like I'd easily do that with roommates. You're right next to one of the coolest villages on the island. Yep. You know. Yep. So. Yeah, it's. I like Huntington. Huntington's a nice spot. But like, yeah, if you you could definitely live in a house with other people, you know, you could find a house that'll that'll go for that much money. There's no doubt about it. But if you're gonna buy, if you're gonna be by yourself, good luck. Yeah. No chance. Yeah, because the landlord's got to make his money too. So. Yeah. Yeah. You know. It's it's just crazy, but yeah. the nice so my mentality is, and I'm all for owning houses because then you own a tangible asset and stuff like that. Um, you know, I'm a firm. I'm also it's funny because I'm on like the flip side. I'm a firm believer in you know I don't know if I'm really gonna buy a house and live in a house. I'll buy houses to rent out to people, but I kind of want to live in an apartment for like most of my life. Really, gives you the ability to travel because if you have a house, you're kind of tied down. Yeah, you, like you, you can't make, really leave. It. Yeah, you got to maintain it. You got to, you know, unless you have tenants living there and that's generating money. But like, if you have, a, if you buy a house, like you leave, it's costing you twice. Costing you twice. You got to pay for your house that's still sitting there collecting, you know, money. But you want to go to somewhere else for three to six months or even a month. You know, what are you going to do? Sublet your house out? You know? Yeah, no, you're gonna, you're gonna, not doing that. You know, that's crazy. And if something goes wrong, you got to get someone to fix it. Of so. course, you know. And then it's like, oh, does that cost money? But if you live in an apartment. You know, hey, my lease is up in four or five months. Okay, I'm going to plan a vacation for a month, and I'm going to live in a hostel or Airbnb, a long-term Airbnb stay. You know, we reach out to them and get a uh, deal made, and then you live there for a month, and then you find a new location. And you could potentially That's break the nice your, part about- You could break your lease, too. Move stuff into a storage unit, and you could save like six, yeah, seven, eight, yeah. maybe even a thousand bucks. Who knows? I mean, um you know, that's that's just one of the things I think of is like, you know. That's cool. I've, I've never heard that perspective, honestly. That's part of the reason why I'm doing this. You know, yeah. I want to be able to just be like, oh, you know, I want to go to Texas for a year. You know, just live in an apartment in Texas. 
why not? You know, I don't need anything else. You know, yeah. give me an internet connection. And you still have your ass. You know, if you invest in those assets, your house, yeah, you get rental. That's, income. I mean, that's the home run. I've had a, a guy Brian Carp on here, and he's got a bunch of houses. Yeah, animal. I, we, I got one actually. Oh really? Yeah, just recently, um, in October, bought a place in Albany, um, seven bedroom house, and wow. went the whole thing. Just finished construction. Was there all weekend? I thought I was gonna be there for a day, but we were scrubbing it. You know, we, I didn't want to spend money for like cleaning crew to come in, so we're just doing it ourselves. Um, and I went up and staying there the whole weekend cleaning because this place Jesus. was. But we just, you know, we we did the construction inside. We wanted to make it a little nicer, so yeah. kind of raise the rent a little bit. Yeah, but it's interesting, man. That's like, crazy. But like, I really like, I like the avenue of like rental property because here's Genius. my thing. Like, it's so my, smart. Like you, you understand. Like you're just getting into your business. Like you are like learning your craft right now, and like. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like you got to dedicate your time to getting better and getting more clients. Mm-hmm. And like for me, same thing. Like I'm always trying to focus on my company. Mm-hmm. I can't, if I had invest in stocks, like I don't have time to follow the market. Yeah. I just don't like, yeah. first off, understanding it. Like Kylie Jenner comes out, says she's not using Snapchat. Snapchat drops 10%. How the hell, what, how does that happen? It's yeah. Not, yeah. And if you're not on, on the, yeah. on the ball. It's and I'm not impossible. trying to shit on like, I understand people make millions billions on wall street every day i just i just don't understand it i could learn it but then it's another thing i have to learn yeah spread myself thin and then follow it so something's going to get hurt in the process yeah but real estate once you understand the numbers in real estate it's not nearly as complex or it doesn't have to be as yeah. complex which is what i like and and like you saying like it's a physical asset so i i think i think it's yeah. awesome i do like the fact of physical assets uh yeah. as opposed to virtual or or liquid assets can can you be so kind as to pass? You want another Corona? Yeah, why not? Could you pass us a Corona out of there, please? Thank you very much. The service here—it's amazing. Yeah, right. <laughs> this is great. Uh, no, it yeah it pulls out like a draw almost. Yeah, there you go. Middle shelf. That's deceiving. Where'd you get that? The twisted tea fridge. Nope, that's not a Corona. Nope. Thanks, bud. Mucho appreciate. Uh, how did I get that? Uh, one of my uh prior podcast guests actually. M- half of this room has been donated to me. The other half of the room has been. Um, has been uh, purchased. I guess would be the right term. Oh shit! Yeah. I need a bottle opener. I'll be right back. I got you, bud. I'll cut this out. Oh, good. Keep it falling apart. That's really good. Where are we at? Thirty minutes. Perfect. Good. Um. Hey, it's Friday, right? Oh, I don't give a fuck what day of the week it is. I just don't fucking feel like drinking all night. It's not uncommon for me to drink all night on like a fucking Tuesday. This guy, I almost walked in here the other day at like 8.30 in the morning. And walked right to the fridge and went to grab... And had a Bud Light in my hand and I was like, ah, it's fucking 8.30 in the morning. I yeah. shouldn't drink this right now. Hey, at least you got the self-control. <laughs> Sometimes. All right, back to the podcast. I should have just paused it. I don't know why I didn't. Anyway, um, tangible assets are definitely like, I don't want to say where it's at because I, I just talked about like cryptocurrencies and Bitcoins on the other show, but it's like the idea that you have something physically is nice. You know, hey, this is what I own, you know, as opposed to, hey, check out my virtual wallet. Yeah. I don't know. That's just my 
my take on it. But it's, there's some serious money in, in virtual currencies and all that shit. Like, yeah. virtual everything, just software. Yeah. I definitely don't, like, I'm not saying that I don't believe in it. Like, I'm not going to be that person because guess what? That's what people said about the internet. That's what people said about social media. Mm-hmm. It will be a thing. Oh, yeah. But it's like one of those things I can't spread myself that, that you can be an expert in so many things, you know? It's so impossible. You got to pick and choose. Yeah, you got to pick and choose. And that's with your investments, too. I mean, if you got someone that can handle that. Yep. Yeah, awesome. there's there's a limit to how much consumption yeah. a human can have on a topic and still be proficient in it. 100%. Yeah, you're just going to you're going to tap yourself. If you spend even if you spend uh, 90% of your time studying and learning, that gives you 10% of time to sleep and do other things. You know, or 80% of your time studying, you know, still 20%. 10 for sleep, 10 for work, you know. Yeah. Which is not enough. So, I don't know. That's cheers by the way. Yeah, thanks thank for you, coming man. down. No, thanks for having me. All right, so what other topics do you want to talk about here? I'm really interested in your podcast overall. I want to mm. just like I'm not sure if you've covered it before, but like the history of how you got started. I've said this a lot. Yeah. Um, yeah, but that's okay. I am actually, I'm thinking about doing a soul, a strict one episode podcast and how it all started. Um, you should. You not should, for an hour and Have half. you ever thought about like turning it into a business? This? Yeah. Yeah. A lot of work. Like consulting in, on podcasts? Or? Yeah. A lot of work. Flooded, yeah. very flooded market too, okay. um, unfortunately, because um, everybody, it's, it's not very hard to start a podcast it's getting somebody to be a good either interviewer or like you can't teach people how to talk i've come to the realization it's just kind of like one of those things that's in yeah you know you're molded and formed all throughout your life to be who you're gonna be honestly exactly yeah and if you're not that type I don't care how good, how well, or how much you want a podcast. It's just not. There's gonna, a talent aspect yeah, to it. It's not going to go well. That's why announcers get paid millions of dollars. Yeah. I mean. Um. So that I mean, that's my big thing with it is you know I've I've had so many people like oh let me have you like come on my show come or, you know I want to be on a show or you know I want to start my own podcast I'm like I'll show you how to do it like I don't mind showing you how to do it but good luck you know and like when i say that i'm like i just don't think you have it like you don't have like the ability to talk to people you know what's your show going to be about is it going to be a solo show great what's your area of expertise do you really know it you know are you really going to be able to create a series of 25 50 100 episodes yeah of of content you know and then at what point is it going to yeah at what point are you going to dry out you know are you going to forget one week are you going to do this are you going to forget you know there's so many factors of it you know you really have to really really want it and then once you figure out like that's what i did you know i figured out i really really wanted it then you start watching other people's stuff and you're like oh my god there's like there's a hundred do you listen to a lot of podcasts i did i don't listen to a lot anymore is there a reason why? Yes, two reasons. One, I started listening to audiobooks. Two, I don't spend nearly as much time as I used to in the car. And that's where I used to consume all my content. Right. So when I was going to Farmingdale, I would consume literally an hour, sometimes an hour and a half, and sometimes two hours worth of content every single day of just people's podcasts, this, that, and the other thing. And it was great. Learned a lot in way more than college taught me in like two years. Then with my old company, I was also doing a lot of driving. So I was listening to a lot of content. Right. Now, my commute is f- four minutes. No, I don't even think it's four minutes. Not enough time. Yeah. like and It's not the same. Like, I try to listen to podcasts in the office. No, you can't. You can't. No. Yeah. Other um, people are around. Like, yeah. I'm, getting distra- I'm answering emails. I'm not paying attention. Yeah. Um, 
you know, and then and now I'm trying to when I when I have free time and I don't feel like playing video games, I'm trying to actually read, you know, physically reading every single word on a book. Um, I think it stimulates my brain a lot and I get a tremendous amount of value out of it. Um, what do you read? Business books? Or you yeah, like, uh, yeah. Mainly like- business books. Um, you know, or book, a lot of what I physically read are books that people bought or recommended to me. So uh, I've hit a weird point in my life where people are like, oh, I read this book and it made me think of you. Or I'm reading this book and I'm thinking and I thought about you. Or, hey, I really want you to read this book. I'm going to buy it and send it to you. You know, it's weird. But right now I have like four or five books at home that I have yet to touch just because I'm trying to. I'm not a fast reader. I can pick up things very quick in audible form and video form and things like that. And once I do things, but now that I'm not spending that time in the car, you know, I don't have time to consume books and stuff like that as much as I used to in podcasts. And now when I have a little bit of free time and I don't want to play video games, I'll sit there and read, but I'm not very fast at reading. So it takes me a while to read a book. Yeah. Same here. It always took me long, you know? So that's, that's the one thing, you know, if I was doing the miles and stuff like that, like I went to New York city the other day and I crushed like, two three hours worth of a book it was great i was like oh i missed this but at the same time like my commute is literally the greatest thing in the world yeah you know you can't beat it you never sit in traffic and i don't like listening to podcasts when i'm working out either like i don't think that there's any amp factor and i don't get like fired up to like listen you know while i'm listening i don't it just doesn't work i have to be doing something sediment sedimentary not sedimentary sedentary or i'm not moving a lot Basically, yeah. you know, no, I need, I mean, if I'm at the gym, I need something like good to listen. Yeah. To. Like, like even when I'm working, I don't listen to normal music at all. Like I don't listen to, I'm a huge country fan, rock fan. I don't listen to anything. I listen to like the craziest music on the face of the earth. Like doesn't have lyrics. It's sometimes like EDM. Stuff? What? Like jam band or like those like focus, like playlists on Spotify. No, not even that. Like I, I listen to an artist called uh, Spongoli, S-P-H-O-N-G-L-E. And it's like weird hypnotic trance music. And like, that's just like what they play. And I find it really interesting, but I'm not accustomed to the beats and there's no words that I'm not thinking about. Like, w- like the lyrics that are happening. I'm, yeah. I'm focused on work and I'm like, oh my God. And then my buddy John comes in and he's like, what the fuck are you listening to? Yeah. Um, yeah. But it's just like crazy stuff. But to get back to the original question. So how it all started, had a buddy named Cam started a podcast with him. He called me one day. I was, uh, just pulled up to get gas at Coastal in Bayport. And uh, he's like, hey, you still thinking about doing that podcast? I'm like, I oh, you know I'm thinking about doing a podcast. You know, I listen to a lot of podcasts. I really love it. I think it might be something I might be good at. And bought two mics. I had no idea what I was doing. Slapped that shit together. Um, made it work somehow. Then I bought the mixer um, and kind of figured everything else out. He got super busy. He didn't have time for it anymore, unfortunately. Love the shit out of him. I uh, see him all the time. And then we... And then I was like, oh, you know, I don't have somebody to do the podcast with. I'm like, shit, I don't know if I'm going to be able to create enough content by myself and with other people that I know to really keep it alive. So I was like, oh, all right, I got to figure this out. Then I fired up the Brutally Honest podcast, this, and now over 80 episodes in. So I literally just was like, fuck it. I know enough people. I should just ask people I know and see who they, who comes and who doesn't come and They'll recommend me people, and that's literally how I've been building this is just, hey, do you want to come on the show? And then, yeah, you know, hey, oh, I got this friend too. You know, have have him on, you know. He didn't eat for 30 days, you know. Come come right. check this out, you know. So it's just, it's like that. It's so weird. And it, and the best part about this is it's free. Like, 
There's no money exchange. There's no financial gain to either person. You know, I'm not making money doing this. I do this for fun. Um, but it's cool because we're not picking this thing up. Like, yeah, yeah. We're not. There's no interact. There's no interruptions. Just drinking a beer, having yeah, a conversation. Exactly. It really is too. This is pretty casual. Yeah. You know, like, I, didn't I don't really expect yeah. it to be like this. I don't want people to come in here. You know, I've had a couple people think that it's like. Um, Interview interview style. That's why I always hope that people somebody listens to at least one episode right. before they come yeah, on. Sorry about the drop the ball. On it's that. okay. <laughs> it's okay. Um, but like just that aspect of it is, I love the fact that it's like unscripted. Like we could talk about anything. Yeah. And I'll go there. Like I tell people, you want to jump off the bridge? I'll go with you. Like where are we going? Like you you cool. pick the top. You want to talk about hookers, strippers, this, that, and the other thing? I'll share all the stories I got. You know, whatever it is. If I have a story, I'll share it. If I don't, I want to hear about it. Yeah. You know, so that's kind of how it all came to fruition. But yeah, you know, people are like, oh my God, the podcast. I'm like, the podcast is the coolest thing in the world. You know, nobody, it's so. What makes a good podcast? <sighs> have you gotten that question before? If you have, then we'll skip right over it, but. I don't know if I actually have. Um, you know what I mean, though? Like, one thing's starting it, but the other, like, what makes the content good? <sighs> Julius, that's good micro content, by the way. Yeah, that is a good micro. Yeah. Talking to our videographer right now. Yeah. Um, what makes a good podcast good? I don't know, in all honesty. Um, sometimes, I mean, I usually get the feeling, but, like, when I used to do them back in my old studio, I had to do them after work. And when I did that, I knew it was a really, really good show. It's weird because he's looking at me with the camera, but that's okay. Um, when I'd, I'd leave the studio at like 7, 8, 9, 10 o'clock at night, you know, sometimes we were there till 11 o'clock at night. And I would get home and I'm fired up. Like, I don't know about what... But I'm laying in bed. I'm like, I could fucking see in the dark. Like, I'm ready to go. <laughs> I don't know what's going on, but I'm ready to go. Then there's and and then there's other ones that I'm like, oh, that was like, I I genuinely really haven't had any bad podcasts. But there's some that I leave and I'm like, holy shit, that was like, that was insane. Like, right. just that crazy content, the conversation that this and this and this and this and this and this and it, you're like. <gasps> That was not like yeah, when that person, like that. yeah, that person leaves the room and I like melt and I'm like, oh my god, that was the craziest shit ever. Like it's just talking, but right. like that's in my opinion what makes a really good podcast. And it's tough because I don't like don't like write down those memories of when they're happening to like each podcast. So like I had, I had somebody ask me the other day, they're like, what are your top three podcasts that you loved? And I'm like, that's like saying, what kid do you like the most? You know, uh, of your children. Like, right. I don't have kids, but like, I love them all. Like, all of them have been so incredibly unique. Like, there's never a single one that it's like, oh, we already talked about every single thing on that that we've talked about beforehand. Like, they're so diverse in like the course of what I have on here, which is what I absolutely fucking love about my show, is because I don't. You know, it's not all real estate. It's not bigger pockets. All real estate. It's not. You know. Um, the next financial podcast. It's not, you know, murder stories or only murder stories. It's a talk show. It's everything. And yeah. there's so, and I have so many fucking amazing people on the show that it just allows for such a spectrum of things. Like I've had literally 45 minute conversations about how coffee's made with people on the show. That's pretty cool. You know, with Anthony Pacini. And then it's like, you know, and then it's, you know, you jump to a guy like Jonathan Carroll and it's it's talking about 
flying planes and like oh i got my private pilot's license like this and then it's like you know and then you skip you know you jump to another one it's like my buddy tim and it's like all about surviving in the wild and you know getting outdoors and all this and you're like oh like this is the coolest shit ever like i love that and then i just share it with the world like that's part of the like that's what i love about it is i get to hear everything i get to learn and i get to share it with people like that to me is like the most important thing because there's way too much conversations with this fucking thing. It's like, oh, with the phone. Yeah. Oh, wh- what'd you say? Yeah, yeah. It oh, it gets like that. Well, and uh, I do that wait, too. I think time, we, yeah. Like you're like, dude, put that goddamn thing down. Like, yeah. there's no need to have this in your hand. Yes, you're a business owner. I'm a business owner. We got things going on. But like, if you can't take an hour and a half away from your day to put down your cell phone, and it's fine if you pick it up a couple times in the middle of the show because yes, you might be getting a call or you might have to respond to something. You know, you might have a family emergency. I get it. But like I've I work in a restaurant on Sundays. I go I work at a bar. I bartend. I love it. All my friends come down. I party hard. And there's so many times I see people that sit down at the table, boyfriend girlfriend. They could be fucking married, and they're just like on their phone the whole time Living there. on their phone. They're like, yeah, I've at restaurants especially. I've made it a point to not look at my phone because yeah. it's weird. Like it's you're paying money to be at a restaurant. And you don't talk to the person next to you? No, it's crazy. I hate it. Crazy. I'm not saying that I don't, but I actually really try to make a conscious effort. I, Dude, I downloaded an app to actually block my internet uh, on certain apps. Oh, all right. Not what I was, not what I was thinking it was going to be. Yeah. Uh, there's, an, there's, a, there's one app. I think it's Momentum or, or Moment, Moment, I think. And it tracks your screen time and yeah, how that, much you've used it's it. It's kind of like Moment. I'm using Onward. And okay. you, you tell it what to block. So I block social media after 11 p.m. at night and until 9 a.m. when I can get in the office. So basically, you could, Interesting. St- yeah, you could still get on Instagram, but like you try scrolling through that feed, uh-huh. nothing's loaded, man. Really? Yeah. And what's crazy is like I thought this was a casual thing. And then I open the app and it's like, are you ready for your weekly report? And I'm like, my weekly report? Yeah. You know, I'm okay. And then, um, you know, it brings up this report that breaks down what you're looking at. And I mean, it categorizes everything. Even your private browsing history, it categorizes that shit. No. Yeah. I want to know how much porn I'm watching a week. It tells you. Really? <laughs> so then, uh, check this out. So there's a help button at the top right. It's called. Do you have to pay for this app? No, it's free. What? There is there is a paid version. So on the top right, there's a help button, uh-huh. and it actually gets you in touch. Look at this. This is for social media addiction. This is what this is built for for internet addiction. And it's like literally like suicide hotline. Call nine one one. It's an That's emergency. Like this crazy. is crazy. This isn't geared towards drug addiction. This is geared towards internet addiction. And I'm just like. I didn't realize. I thought this was a casual thing. I'm like, wait, no. People with real problems use this. I'm like, do I have a problem? Like, <laughs> do, do I have a problem? I don't like. I just wanted to go on social media less. Yeah. Now, like, yeah, now, I mean, my thing is now. I'm like, social media is my business, so I literally need to be on right. It all and the time. it's it's part of all of ours. Yeah. Exactly. But that's why I got this because I was like, you know, at some point you gotta turn it off. You know, what I'm I pretty mean? good about just being like, all right, I'm going to bed, flip it over and knock out. Like, I don't I have a problem, I guess. You know, <laughs> every once in a while I go on like a Facebook or YouTube like hole where I just consume and consume and consume content. Yeah. But like, you know, a lot of times I have no problem. Just, you know, my one thing is I don't have notifications turned on on Facebook, even though I manage other people's Facebook accounts. Instagram, I do. 
but they come up temporarily. Like, it just shows it as soon as... I didn't as even it, know they had those settings. Oh, yeah, dude, it's great. I'm definitely going to do uh, that. Dude, my, my feed is ridiculous. If you go through my feed, this is, like, as of this morning. Oh, that's big. Like, that's insane. That was... Oh, so this was just this morning since I since midnight. Wow. That's long. And man. that's not including everything I've already looked at and deleted on there. Yeah. It's insane. Oh, forget about it. Yeah, I I'm always clearing this thing out. Yeah, it's crazy. But I need to turn the notifications. Notification oh, like, settings are like where it's at cuz you can know, control dude, those those that push notifications is like it's Psychology, it really is. Oh like, yeah, they're just trying to trick you to go on more more FaceTime onto uh, more screen time, I guess. Yeah, onto the app. Um, yeah, dude, it's it's just fucking nuts, man. It's it's crazy that they have that, like the the helpline, but it's just like, like that's a line of business. Like that's that was like that's when I realized I'm like, wow, society. Like this wasn't a thing 15 years ago. <laughs> Nope. No way. I mean, social. Well, people, but, let's put it this way. It wasn't a thing ten years ago. When in two thousand eight, you know what I mean? Like, so all right. So while we're on this topic, because this is a great question. So on there, you know, it obviously tells you different things and and all these and all these statistics and stuff like that. And it's already been proven that social media has a tremendously negative effect on people. Right. Because it only highlights the most important parts of somebody's life, graduation. Going out with friends, vacationing. Yeah. Nobody puts on like fuck, like you know. Oh, we got to do that homework grind to like you know get a degree. Nobody puts on like feeling depressed right now, really tired right now. Like yeah, you have people that just bitch and moan on Facebook and stuff like that. But Although like people do do it, and then they're like, and then people say like, oh, like why is this person using social media for that? So it's almost like society is telling them like. Fuck that. You can't do that. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. And listen, I'm like that too. When somebody puts their whole story on, I'm like, are you serious? Like, I don't oh. want to see this. But honestly, that's kind of obnoxious of me. Yeah. Like, that's me saying, like, you cannot say what you want to say, even though that's how it was built. Yes. A hundred percent. But what, what blows my mind is, and I think this is where they've really figured it out, is FOMO, fear of missing out, is a real thing. And I think between... Child and young adolescent mentality with social media is tremendously negative. I think social media is extremely positive in like 99% of regards because it's great to share all those really important special moments with everybody, you know. Yeah. And there's so many that you can advertise products, you can advertise your company. connected to. Yeah. People make connections like the all biggest, the time. Yeah. I mean, um, but what I think is the biggest problem is that f- that FOMO, fear of missing out, you know. Hey, oh, Johnny had a party. Oh, my God, did you get an invite? No. Oh, my God, I can see everything he's doing on Snapchat. This party looks sick, and we didn't get an invite. Like, that's where it's super negative because, yeah. like, you know, there's people out there that don't have that many friends, and they don't have, you know, they're not getting those invites. And unfortunately, what, what happened with society at some point in the last 20 or 30 years, and it's probably actually been around for forever, but... Um, like they're having fun without me. Yeah. Like I'm not a part. I'm not there having fun. And the worst part is they're showing all of the highlights of everything. You go to a party, like yeah, the party could be awesome, but there's still like ups and downs of every everything. Like it's never just straight up here the entire time. Like yeah. you have the build up to the highest part of the party, and then you have the crash at the end of the night when people are drunk and can't go home or whatever it is. You know. But they never show that. They only show like the best part about it. And I think it's tremendously devastating to people who aren't in 
on it, you know, and then those people like for that app, like I'm, you know, I'm feeling depressed because they're seeing everybody else's best moments and they're not alone. But FOMO is crazy. I used to know this chick and I never knew what FOMO was until she told me. She's like, I have really bad FOMO. I'm like, what's FOMO? And she's like, fear of missing out. I'm like, what do you mean? She's like, I have analysis by paralysis, uh, paralysis by analysis, because I'm so afraid to go to somebody's party and miss an invite to some to a better party. And Come I'm on. like, some people didn't even have the invite. But that's what social party. media does. Like, yeah, like, oh, my God, I went to the, I went to Johnny's party, but Fred had the sickest party ever. It's insane. Yeah, it's insane. And the fact that no, like. I shouldn't say nobody's there helping them because, come on, you got to grow up, get over it. You didn't go to the party. But it's like this mentality of like you're missing the mark. Same thing in business. It's the grass is always greener on the other side complex. Yeah. I mean, same thing in business. We sell the greatest thing possible. We make your company look amazing. That's that's basically what we both do in the most broad, broad spectrum. Yeah. You make sick websites. I try to bring their social media presence to to their customers and make them look like the greatest thing in the world. Yeah. But it's just, it's like it's like crazy because you know, you don't see the 50 100 hour work weeks we put in. You know, you don't see us leaving the office at 11 o'clock at night, 12 o'clock at night, you, 1 o'clock in the morning yeah, trying see, to get work done. You see done. the happy launch day posts that yeah. mission disrupt, you know, yeah. my company posts up. You don't put uh so you know it's actually funny. Like I'm going to go off on a little bit of tangent here go because for it. so I, encourage I, it. I hired Julius um who's my videographer about four or five months ago. Mm -hmm. And one of the things we wanted to do was start highlighting our process. So the last two days we've been dropping trailers and we've, cause we've been, yeah, I've I've seen that. Yeah. So on Sunday, we're actually going to release an episode. Why Sunday? Uh, we just, you know what? A lot of people, just do Monday, dude, Monday. No no one's going to engage on our channel. That's our lowest day. Monday. Yeah. Monday. So we, so I always just stack up my insights on it, on, on Facebook and and LinkedIn, wherever my low, like wherever my peak is, Mm -hmm. that's where I, that's where Mm -hmm. I release. Sunday's a really good day for us. I don't know why, but that's what the analytics is. Yeah. Cause probably everybody comes in Monday morning and checks it. Yeah. You know, if you release it, if you release it midday on Monday, you've already missed that wave. Yeah. So what we've done is we're, we're trying to give people like insight to like our process, like what makes us different. Cause when you say you're doing websites, there's a billion other people doing websites. Yeah. But there is not a billion other people that are doing the same process that we are, mm-hmm. that are going through the same lengths and work that we do to make these digital products come to life mm-hmm. and putting the same data and applying it to our, our process. Yeah. So this ep- like this mini series, we're calling the Disruptor series, it's actually going to kind of give a glimpse of like what the mission was, what our thinking is in our process, a little bit of a problem, how we solved yeah. it, and then launching it off. So. That's I'm like super excited about that because like I want kind of people to see that like it's not like it just doesn't happen. You know what I mean? Like mm-hmm. you got to see like some of the struggles that happens with it. So Yeah. Oh, that's cool, man. And yeah. How many episodes is the series going to be? Um, well, right now how we had it, we've done we've done three mini episodes and then we're just going to do one like 10, 15 minute. Julius, what are we at? Eight. Uh, all right. Eight minute video of just uh, of that, you know, of that client. Mm-hmm. Then we're doing three more projects now. We were just talking about this before. I think we're going to start filming for those projects as well, giving more insight to what we're doing. Nice. Um, so, yeah, I mean, you know, video, I've been trying to do a lot of video content lately. Yeah, um, it's tough. A lot of work. It is a lot of work. And Indeed. like the last two, three weeks, um, you know, we haven't been as consistent. So I haven't been like the happiest about that. But we're starting to get back in the group. And part of like part of that's me, like coming up with that content. It's is tough. like, it's, dude, it's so hard. 
mm -hmm. you're trying to like manage clients, perform for them, like reviews weekly, like you can just get caught up in all that. So it's again, like I was telling you before, I'm just trying to re maze my refocus month. Like mm -hmm. got to hit biz dev more, got to get more content out there. Cause yeah. that, that's our marketing. You know yeah. what I mean? Like this podcast is your marketing in turn. You know what I mean? Like to some it, degree. Yeah. yeah. To some degree, like it could lead to bigger things. Yeah, absolutely. You know, so yeah, that's, that's like what I'm working on, but really excited about that content. No, it's great, man. That's great. Yeah. That's one of my goals. Now I was waiting for a video card for like four or five months now. Um, actually like five months now. Uh, because of the whole cryptocurrency, bit mining, all that jazz. You're mining? No, I'm not mining, but I was waiting for the graphics card because I couldn't process video and photo as well as it should be processing on my computer. Um, so now I have my graphics cards, and I'm about to hopefully break into doing something of a much smaller scale of what you just said. You know, maybe not so much the process, but like, hey, you know, this is what we're doing today, you know. What, Dude, whatever look, at, it is. look at my videos when I first started. They're the shittiest... Like they're terrible. They're really so bad. And then, and then eventually I was like, you know what? Like, I'm just going to start paying someone to do it. Like, you know, we have like a set amount of hours a week that he comes in and he helps me create content. Yeah. And listen, at the end of the day, like it's a gamble. Like, I don't know if this is going to work great for us or if it won't. I know the product looks great and you know, hats off to Julius, but you know, it's money out of my pocket out of the end of the day. Mm -hmm. And I'm just like, okay, like hopefully we can make something happen. Yeah. You know what I mean? Absolutely. So the, uh, you know, that's that's one of the best parts. You know, that that's one of the best parts about creating content is, you know, my other my other big reason as to why I do this is, you know, I, I want one day, hopefully, if I have kids, for them to be like, Dad, what did you do when you were 25 years old? <laughs> well, listen to this shit. I have hours and hours and hours of recordings of most things I've done in my life, you know, most of my, I shouldn't say most, but there's a, a very large handful of my life stories that have been told in the hundred plus hours I've already that done. That is such a weird thing to think about. That's what I think about. I so, have 40 videos now and like, like just to be like, yeah. Hey, you know, you know, even, even for me, you know, I can't wait to be like 50 years old and be like, Oh, fuck, I remember when I had that podcast. Or even, you know, I remember like when my, the early days of my podcast, and then I get to like scroll back and listen to be like, wow, cool. I'm such an idiot. Or like, wow, I did such a good job. Or, you know, whatever it is, you know, I did, oh, I did this good here. I did this good here. I did this bad here, you know. And just being able to see it like 25 years down the road and like, what did I do? And like, who did I talk to? Who are the people I was interacting with? You know, what, did, you know, all that shit. Yeah, that's really interesting. I'm, now that I'm doing this, I don't want to say full time, but now that I'm an entrepreneur and I'm not attached to a company, I'm much more unfiltered because I just don't give a fuck. This is who I am. This is me. Take it or leave it. You know, that's cool. Um, and you're right. I mean, you don't got to. Yeah. You know, you're not the representative of anyone's brand the, but yourself. Yeah. The exact same way you see me on the podcast is the exact same way you're going to see me in the business. You know, yeah. there's no sugarcoating. This is exactly how it is. For the most part, it's pretty cut and dry. You know, this is what you're going to pay. For, this is what you're getting. And that's pretty much it. You know, yeah. I, I don't put on this this facade. Yeah. Facade of, you know, hey, I'm this totally different person on the on the air. And then, you know, as soon as the air, as soon as it's off, you've seen how yeah. I talk literally not on camera. Yeah. I don't give a shit. You know, this is how it is. This is the real world. We're not dealing with you're not a kid anymore. Nobody's going to fucking hold your hand across the street. Get on your fucking bike and ride that shit as hard as you can because that's how. The, if you're not gonna run, you're gonna be stuck at the you're gonna be stuck at the starting line with everybody else that just doesn't care. Yeah, it's, it's, it's that easy. Yeah, you know, yeah. There's a lot of work that needs to get done, but you know, 
that's, that's just your mentality. Yeah. yeah, you know that's and that's what I you're love a about this. Shooter at the end of the day. Yeah, I mean that's what it is though. Yeah, you're you, not gonna. You don't have to have a fake personality and that shit drives me nuts. Just have it. I mean, overall, like you know the what the one thing that I think is funny about so my personality is about the same. Like I'm I come off as like pretty like focused person, always serious. Like I always get the serious vibe. Mm-hmm. But I'm actually like pretty goofy too. Like that's like like I I love to goof around. Um, love like doing like South Park impressions. Like I like <laughs> one of my like dreams is like if I wasn't doing this, like I should be a writer on South Park. Like I'll just I'll put I'll turn a commercial, I'll put on mute, and I'll just make up an episode. Like me and my friends will do that. So that's people don't so like, fun. but like when you know me, you'll be like, dude, like this kid is like the serious person. Like this kid talks yeah. business, blah, blah, blah. So that's the one other side I have to me, mm-hmm. but it's not like I'm being fake. Like people understand, like I'm a serious, like yeah. that's how I am all the time. Yeah. Like, you know, I'm not trying to mask it. Yep. I don't, I, I hate people that try to start drama and have these uh, two sides to them. Like I don't do that. Nuts. I don't do drama. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like take, yeah, take that not in high school. Else. And even when you're in high school, are you kidding me? Yeah. It's uh. Yeah, I, I just try to be that same person. It's important. At, all the time. Like, because, and and this is, believe it or not, this is like one of my fears. If I were to be that person that has to put on the show when I come on the air, and then, you know, the business is totally different, there's going to be a day or a time that I'm going to slip up and it's not going to be right. And then I'm like, you know, God forbid I put on a, a fake fucking hat for the first 70 70 episodes and 71 changes and 71 to wherever the hell I end up I stop is totally different you know those first people that stuck with me for 70 plus what is it 70 times 1.5 because it's been about an hour and a half on every episode you're looking at like a hundred and what 40 something hours give or take because some of them are a little shorter or longer of recordings and then boom to change who I am to something else or who I really am after that you much time. Your like, brand. Holy shit. Yeah. That's just crazy. You know, that's just how I am all the time. I like work doesn't have to be miserable. Work is blessed. I love this shit. I love everything I do. You yeah. know? No, uh, absolutely. I mean, I, that I made that decision really early on. Like, uh-huh. the, dude, if you're not going to enjoy what you do, like that can suck. Like that, that sucks. Like you work the major. Unfortunately, you work the majority of your life. Like yeah. that's just the reality of life. And if you hate it, move this closer. Like you know, if you hate it, yeah, that's shot. Yeah, that's like, yeah. I'm. Uh, and and some people listen. They don't get that chance. Like yeah. I'm like, I feel like I hit the lotto. Seriously, I was mm-hmm. like, the fact that I could pursue to even have my own business at 25 is mind blowing to me. Huge. Huge. There's so many people that can, that literally just can't do it. Yeah. Again, because they got crippled by debt. Or some other reason they got to take care of their family. Like my family's healthy. Like thank God, knock on wood. Like, yeah, I, you know it's thank God my family's healthy, and it, and God forbid it wasn't. That would just be ten times more fuel to the fire. You know, it, it's so funny because one of the biggest things that I've had for a while now that I've just kind of gotten used to is haters. I have a fuckload of haters in in most things I do, the podcast, the business, and bartending. And it's hysterical, and I love it. I fucking love it. It's just Stone like don't even feed into it. Oh, uh, coals on the fire, baby. Yeah, just gonna, gonna leave you guys all in at the, the fucking end of the day. The only people that care about what you're doing is, you know, your family. Like you got to care about what your family thinks to some degree. I mean, not. I mean, totally. Listen, your family sucks, and like, I'm not saying yours does. I'm just yeah, saying, yeah. You know, like, if your family sucks, it doesn't support you. That's an. That's another thing. Maybe that, like, that's a bad dynamic. But like, these other people, the people, but I'm gonna play. But I'm gonna play devil's advocate. If you're not fucking happy. 
do something about it. Right. There's yeah. so and many people degree. that don't. Exactly. So you got to weigh in the people who are literally only in that very small inner circle. If they're toxic, though, that's another story. You got to kick them out of the curb. And like these people that like maybe were your ex coworkers or your ex, um, you know, people that you went to school with, like who cares what they think? It yeah. doesn't matter at the end of the day. Yeah. No, you know? I, I like, agree. You know, what I, I was so nervous. I don't think I've ever been more nervous when I started releasing podcasts on the internet and on Facebook Live and stuff like that. I was so nervous because I'm like, oh my God, I'm gonna everybody's gonna I'm gonna get made fun of, this, this, that, and the other thing. All these super negative thoughts. And I was just like, honestly, fuck these people who are gonna talk shit because they're talking shit because they're not doing something that they love. Yeah. You know, I, I made that decision early on too. I was like, you know what? Like when before I put out videos, I'm like, you know, like this could go like really bad. And especially my first videos, I was like Ugh, these are gonna <laughs> suck. Like, I am gonna look like a dumbass. And but I was like, you know what? Who cares? It's not their business on the line. It's not their life on the line. Yeah. Like, I need to do this. You need to start somewhere. Absolutely. You know. So absolutely. And now it's just like, dude, we're gonna make videos, and a lot of people come up to me like, hey, like, like people I haven't talked to in, in years, mm-hmm. and they like come up to me like, oh, we see you're doing that. That's so awesome. And I'm yeah. like, thank you. Like, thank you for the support. And I'm sure there's the haters out there. I mean, I haven't gotten to the status where, like, people are commenting on my stuff, like, you suck. Oh, and, I have like, people commenting to yeah. my face. It's great. I think it's hysterical. Oh, really? I've had people be like, yeah, your shit sucks. You got real haters, Oh, man. I have so many yeah. haters. It's but so you funny. know what? When I get to that point, I'm I'm not batting an eye, man. It's just, like, you got to stay true to yourself at the end of the day. And, like, you can't let those people phase you. And obviously, you don't. But, no. you know. No. It's just, uh, I think it's so fun. Like, I didn't realize. What are these people saying, like? Dude, you have a podcast that's stupid. Like, oh, what? yeah, relentlessly. That's so stupid. What's why stu- the fuck would you do that? Why? Why would you, my biggest my biggest hater answer or uh, thing, dude? Why would you do that if you're not gonna get paid for it? Uh, do you play sports? Yeah. Why do you play sports if you're yeah, not gonna exactly. pay for it? Like, you're just doing something. And there's more chance of you getting paid off a of podcast than him off of sports. Pretty much, yeah. But or like, her, I just have yeah. like I have haters in my restaurant. You know, they don't like me because I'm cocky. Look, I'm the only person at the fucking bar that brings that fills every seat in the bar with all my friends. Hate all you want, money in my pocket, and everybody has a great time. Yeah, you know, is what, is what it is. You man. know, oh my god, you're starting a business, you're gonna fail, it's not gonna work, things aren't gonna go this way, motherfucker. Have you ever heard the story of Ford? You know, yeah, fucking Ford story is crazy. You know, starting automobiles, this, that, and the other thing. It's just like, dude nothing's ever going to work out the way you want. Nothing ever no. works out the way you want to, but it's, it's all those, it's all the, the really bad that you take, you learn, you grow from, and then you redevelop into, you know, you're constantly in this ebb and flow of changing to figure yeah, out. Reiterating. The yeah. Yeah, absolutely. It's crazy. But yeah, I have a lot of haters. It's hysterical. What are you going to do, man? Yeah. You know, but that's life, man. That's life. We still got, we still got, how long have we got? We have like 20 minutes left. That's fine. What, I'm having a, I'm having a good time. Honestly. This is great. This is cool. What, uh, I, I, I wish I could do a podcast. Like I really do. A lot of time. Yeah. I don't have lot, time. I mean, it's not a lot. This is a long podcast. It's an hour and a half. I would yeah. love to do three hours, but like, that's crazy. Three hours. That's a lot of time. Do you think the engagement would even be there? Um, you know what I mean? Like, are people gonna stay and listen? I mean, maybe they would. Like, I I, cr- I used to crush Joe Rogan episodes like it was my fucking job. Does he have three hour episodes? Three, every episode's three hours. I mean, it's crazy. And I would, I would relentlessly listen. 
Wow. You know, he's he's really good. But everybody's like, what are you going to be, the next Joe Rogan? You're not as good as Joe Rogan. I'm like, motherfucker, Joe Rogan has 800 more episodes than I do. Joe Rogan started out on Fear Factor. You know, Maybe even earlier. I don't know. Earlier, yeah. Yeah, you know what I mean? Everyone starts someplace. But it's just like you it's, got like the the complex of like you know you're very like brutally honest podcast like that is you like you yeah. could easily be like some spokesman for like a truck brand or like, you know what I mean like a micro <laughs> kind of guy Dude, like I would he is the only person I think I would love to be micro, micro? fucking animal he's a good guy yes he he's has a, he, he has a that's interesting yeah he has a show on Facebook now yes and he pay, like highlights forward. yeah like oh he's man an awesome I guy. cry every episode. That's it's such a he's just like and his voice too, he's like, I talk and I'm Mike Rowe and like you're just like, I wanna watch this. Like it doesn't matter what it's about. Him and Morgan Fre- Morgan Freeman has the best voice too. Um, I know. but yeah, Mike Rowe's a shit. Mike Rowe's the absolute shit. Um But it's just dude, it's crazy. It's just a wild world we live in. Like with, with everything. Like the fact that the fact that you could lay in bed and watch this 10, 20, 30 minute episode, I think they're like 20 minutes or so, of paid forward while you're home is ridiculous. Like, that would have never happened 20 years ago. You'd have to Nine buy a TV. Like, I didn't, it wasn't there 10 years ago. I yeah. mean, Facebook was just really gaining popularity. Yeah. Crazy. Insane. It was in eighth grade. But I appreciate the compliment about me being able to be like a spokesperson for somebody. I mean, dude, this is where it starts. See, here, here's the thing. Here's what I really like. This is the marketer in me. Like, you don't need to go out and hire Mike Rowe. Mike Rowe is going to cost a brand a lot of money at the end of the day, a shitload of money. Yeah. And listen, I'm sure he's worth it. But there are so many right now micro influencers like yourself that are out there that are an authentic voice. Yeah. That a company that's like heavy duty, like straight to the point, like these are the people they want to <laughs> serve. Like, you're a great voice for that. Oh, thanks, and man. this is how you get started. Yeah. And then guess what? In 10 years, dude, you might be the micro. Like, who the hell? Who Screw else? the haters. Like, you, yeah. dude, everybody starts, you didn't think micro was in some type of crappy commercial like before he got to where he was? Of oh. course he did. Yeah, you got to eat shit before you, yeah. uh, you know, that's, that's the one thing that, you know, growing this company and you've probably already went through it because you're a bit, you're a bit ahead of me, but, you know, people are like, oh, you know, what's your biggest, you know, what's the worst part about being an entrepreneur? And it's just eating shit all day long. Yeah. But I, I like, I, believe it or not, as fucked up as it sounds, I love it. But like you- I like the grind. Yeah. Right? Like, that's, I, like, that's what I mean. At the end of the day, like, I was, I was built for this. Sh- like, I tell people, like, dude, I was built for this shit. That's awesome. That's it. Like, yeah. I, like, I was. And listen, do I know if I'm going to win out everything or if I'm going to be this multi-million? I don't know, but I know that this lifestyle, I'm okay with- with how I'm okay with the workload yeah. and I'm okay with the grind. Yeah. Of course I want to try to find some type of happy medium. I don't think that there's going to be a medium. I, I think that's always going to be skewed. Cause I think when you're trying to build a business, mm-hmm. I think that there's, a, there's always going to be a little bit more weight towards that because yeah. you're responsible for that at the end of the for day, like everything for everything. Yeah. And it doesn't matter if your employees are remote or they're like, you got to make sure that there's bread on their table. Right. And you got to make sure that the quality is good, but yeah, I mean, like you were saying, I definitely, I definitely like the the grind for sure. Yeah, the grind. I mean, that's that's believe it or not the most appealing part. Like, you know, like I said, you know, I took the motorcycle out the other day, and uh, you know, I went I went to um, Gilgo Beach in like the middle of the day, and I'm like text my friends like, does anybody want to go for a ride? You know, and everyone's like, oh, we got this thing called work, and I'm like, well, no shit. Obviously, I don't know if anybody banged in sick that day or took the day off. 
But, you know, great. I treated myself to a fucking motorcycle ride. And yeah. While I was at the beach. But I also worked till 11 o'clock at night that night while you guys were all sleeping. Like, right. there's my 12 hours that I put in. I worked before I took the bike out. I worked after I took the bike out. I worked at the beach. And then I worked till 11 o'clock at night. I just don't talk about that shit because that doesn't sound appealing. Exactly. Uh, it just sounds good. Maybe we should start an Instagram page where it's just like us eating shit. Like just twenty four seven. This is just, just get a fucking anti Instagram like. Yeah, this sucks. Writing a hundred email, like you yeah. know what I mean, or like yeah. oh email boxes thirty five emails of all complicated shit. Yeah, exactly. It's not just like oh invoice here, invoice here. Oh BS, like, this is happening in the industry. made a mistake. Our client has a ridiculous response. Like request, better do this right now. Like oh man, yeah. Oh god. So I but, don't know. Yeah, the the grind. The grind is where it's at. And it's it's so weird because you don't, you'd much rather work eighty hours for yourself than forty hours for somebody else. Yeah, because I don't know. I guess it doesn't feel like work all the time. Like because it's like it all doesn't. right, you know, hey, I'm gonna go do this. Or I'm gonna go do this. Or I'm gonna go do this. Like you know, you don't have to be bound to fucking nonsense all the time. You can be. You can have so much more freedom than people think. Yeah, my my favorite part about work, honestly, is like those moments of collaboration with like me and Julius or like Jen or Sinclair who's our new developer. Like Mm -hmm. I, I love like that. That's like when work doesn't like, it doesn't feel like anything. Like when we're collaborating and coming up like like crazy ideas or like, we're going to do this. Like, like this is an idea. Like Sinclair, can we develop that? He's like, yeah, we can. Jen's like, I got an awesome design. I'm like, this is the best. Like that is like my favorite part. Yeah. The creative stuff is really awesome. You know what I mean? Um, I feel like I get more down though with like the admin stuff. Like that stuff sucks. Like that's like eating shit. You know what I the mean? The admin like, stuff. Yeah. Like I don't know. Even like, like yeah, I find it's like not fun. Like even like billing used to be like a fun thing for me because I was like, we're making money. Yeah. And now I'm like, this is taking like two hours. This sucks. Like yeah. I wish I could hire someone, but that's a lot of money too. You know what yep. I mean? So yeah, I don't know. Yeah. <laughs> but I <laughs> love when money. I can. Yeah. <laughs> Sorry, man. I had to do it. No, hey, man. I trust you. I hear you. When, when it's time to build clients, it's like, all right, payday. Finally. Yeah, yeah. I, I think it's just like admin work to me is like, oh, like it's. I think you start and like you'll see it. Like it's a, almost a waste of your time. Like doing yeah. the admin work. Still it's like do it you still got. You have to do it. That's but, the eating shit part. Yeah, because collaborating is fun. So much fun. You know, my favorite part about being an entrepreneur is I fucking love sales. I love everything about sales. Sales is good. Too. Oh, sales you get like the shit. juice. You know what I yeah. mean? Um, but like that's like my favorite part. I get to meet people. I get to, you know. A lot of times people already know who I am. You know, I don't, it's very, it's not common now that I walk into places and nobody knows who I am. You're a social guy, man. Yeah, thanks. Um, but like that, that I love, you know, like let's talk money. Let's talk about deals. Like let's talk about how I'm going to make you money and let's talk about how you're going to make me money. Like let's get down to the fucking good stuff. Yeah. Like yeah. that's the fun, that's the most fun shit. And then everything else is just like, all right, you know, I got to do it, whatever it is, what it is. Yeah. You know, it's like fucking filling up your car with gas. Like nobody wants to do it, but you still got to do it. Yeah. You know? But then once you do it, it's like, all right, it wasn't that bad. Yeah. Yeah. No, I hear you. Um, is your is your father a salesman too? Like you come from a long line of salesmen? Kind of, not really. No. Interesting. That's just the type um, of person you are. Yeah. I, I I attribute a lot of it to. I attribute my work ethic to Boy Scouts, and I attribute my, um. My ability to sell to bartending. Interesting. Um, yeah. So I kind of have a similar. Um, background you know, like when, when I was a Boy Scouts, it was very like, 
this has to get done, this has to get done, this has to get done. Like, you, you can't stop. Like, if fucking we stop hiking at 11 o'clock at night, you need to sleep somewhere, you got to put up a tent. Like, sucks. Like, you got to go the yeah. extra, t- you got to go the extra 10 feet, you know? Um, and then the sales part was, I just remember when you're at a bar, when you're at a bar, you meet a million people. And when you're a bartender, you literally meet a million people. And I used to to sell yourself too. Exactly. That's, that's, that's how your tips, that's your bread right there. And, uh, I used to work with this guy, I forget his name, super cool dude, taught, knew a bunch of flair bartending where you flip bottles and stuff like that. Super stellar dude. And he was like, he's like, I can make you the worst drink in the world, but I have to tell you it's the fucking best drink in the world. And I love it. And it doesn't matter if it tastes like ass or you think it tastes like ass because everybody's different. But you have to put your heart and soul into that drink and make sure that they love it. And 99% of them loving the drink is how well you sell it. And right. I was like, what do you mean? He's like, I don't care. I could pour you this beer. I could pour you two different beers. And I guarantee you, if I say, hey, this is the best beer ever. I made it myself. And this is just another really good beer. Which beer do you like? You're going to always try. You're 99% of the time is, are always just going to yeah. pick the one that like, hey, this is the best beer ever. It could literally be the exact same beer, but just because yeah. you sold no, it. No, you're 100%. And I was like, I was like, ah, it's kind of weird. He goes, it's everything in bartending. You have to make sure that people like you. You have to make sure that everything you sell is the best thing in the world. And if you know it's not, you have to call it out beforehand. Because if they taste it, it doesn't taste good, and you know it doesn't taste good. Transparency, man. Yeah, you're going you're gonna to get so jammed up. And it actually, ironically enough, happened for the first time, and I made a drink the other day. And I was like, I don't think that this is a good drink at all. But, the, you know, I, w- I was like, and I gave it to the person. I'm like, look, I don't have all the ingredients, so this is, like, my best take on it. I don't think it's that good, but let me know. How, let me know. And she, like, tasted it, and I smelled it, too. And I was like, not the, not a good drink. And because uh, I don't serve I don't serve bad drinks. But I was like, it might be okay. I don't want to drink it. And um, she, I was like, let me know. And she's like, no, it's not a good drink. I was like, all right, that's fine. I'll make you something else. Like, I know I'm, I know how to make good drinks. I just didn't have all the right ingredients for this one right. in particular that you wanted. She's like, no, no, I really appreciate it. And the next drink I made was a knockout. So it's like. You know, you work with what you got. Yeah, and, yeah. You know, just don't let other people call your bluffs. Just be honest. You know, yeah. That's that's the other thing I think is so fucking important that people don't appreciate is like, just be honest. Don't fucking hide things. Don't try to snake oil people. You know, if you're selling, if you're selling lies, just be like, look, I'm selling you a bag of lies. Yeah. yeah. Do you Tra- want to pay for Transparency it? is really big. Huge. And, huge. And in in marketing. Like it is so important because there are so many marketers out there that it's selling snake oil. Yeah. And then they hide the results and they try to sugarcoat it. Like so, like the way we like when we're reporting, yeah. our reporting is available to like our clients all the time, and they oh, can wow. go in and see results real time. Like there's nothing for us to sugarcoat. Yeah. You know what I mean? But yeah. that's part of it. Like of course. And then we also do month to month contract. Like we could easily lock in clients for a year, uh-huh. but it's like. No, if you if you don't feel comfortable, yeah, leave. Yeah, we don't have any problems. Yeah, because I got nothing. Like I really don't have anything to hide at the end of the day. You know, yeah. like so yeah, yeah. You know, it, hey, this it is what translates. We're do. To, it translates to everything, not just on like a personal level. It's just even the business level too. Transparency is so important. Yeah, yeah, yeah. When you're hiding shit, it never works out. People know. People fucking know. Yeah, and then like, they're skeptical. Yep. They the could, big the clients that we get, honestly, they're always like. We had another firm or a person, whatever it is, and they're like, it just didn't work out. They were doing this, this, that. And I was like, no. Like, let's just. Yeah. Like, it gives the rest of us a bad name. You know yeah. what I mean? And I hate of that. I, but that's. There's always going to be people like that. You yeah. know? That was one thing I dealt with in the IT industry. Like, oh, you know, it seems like pretty expensive for this, that, and the other thing. I'm like, look, 
I'm never going to compete with somebody who's just working out of their basement. Never. Yeah. Not in a fucking million years. You know, same thing with here. You know, you could probably find somebody that could do what I'm doing for you for half the price, but they don't own a company. They're not trying to hire people. They're not trying. They're not, you know, yeah. they're doing the bare minimum. They're not going to try to get you any more business. They, you know, if you said, hey, this is your iPhone, that's all you're getting. You're not getting white glove, extra service, finding out about other things. Like, just that's just how it happens. Yeah. It's kind of it's kind of sad because it does put a bad name to everybody. But at the same time, you're like, you know, what are you going to do? You know, it is what it is. You know, unfortunately, there's people out there and that's what they're looking to do. And you got fucked, you know, yeah, exactly. sorry, you know, I'm not going to do it, but hopefully, you know, yeah. it works out. You know, if it's not me, hopefully it works out for somebody else. Uh, you know, that's the only thing I can hope for. You know, if you're worried about getting screwed, give me a call. You know, I'll, I'll you know, try to advise somebody. Yeah. But and that's always the best thing you could say. You leave off with like, yeah, if it doesn't work out for you, just let me know. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, that's a great way to leave a. Uh, when somebody turns down an offer from you. Yeah. You know, my dad taught me that. He's like, yeah, he's like, that's what I do. Mm -hmm. He's like, yeah, he's like, oh, no, I understand you want to go with someone for a lower price, but, um, you know, if it, if it doesn't work out, I'm here. Mm -hmm. Like, that's how he lives off. Yeah, yeah, you got to. And it's you just gotta. like, oh, like it's dude, probably had tremendous success too. Yeah. because other people don't pull he through. Does, he actually like he actually gets emails like we should have went with you guys. They completely they broke our furniture because these are moving. So yeah. it's like broke our furniture. They scratched this. They scratched that. Oh, they weren't insured. Like, yeah, yeah. Well, that's why it was half the price. Yeah, of course. They you pay didn't for follow what you up get. with you. Like ninety nine percent of the time, it's pay for what you get. Yeah. Um, you know, I'm not saying anybody should cheap out, but like, you know, really look at reval really evaluate what you're getting you know if you're getting a good make you know if you're getting a good whether it's a yeti tumbler or a iphone or a, a pop socket or whatever it is you know do some homework you know yeah. the amount of people that buy things uneducated is blows my mind i don't buy anything without reading a review at least i read a lot of reviews a lot of it's reviews. you look it up on amazon you see what people are writing about or yep but you know what? there's a lot of fake review sites now though I know. Those guys make a shitload of money. Like, Fake I go on these yeah. sites now for these tech companies and, like, software, uh -huh. and you go on, and then there's a chat support that comes up, and they're like, oh, yeah, we recommend this provider. And I'm like, this is crazy. Like, these people are obviously paying them to recommend this. Yeah. Like, it's cool that, like, like yeah. that's really awesome that, like, a chat comes up. They're like, but I'm like, 100%. Yeah, Zen Chat is one of the popular ones. But, yeah, it's wild. They do that? They, like, do reviews or... I just know, that, like, you know, you could definitely put that thing on a website and just say, hey, you know, contact us if you need anything, and then you could just fill it up with Oh, ideas. yeah, yeah. No, yeah, I'm um, talking about, like, these, like, sites that are, like, they they aggregate reviews for different products, mm. but then they're just pushing whoever sponsored it for, like, hosting. Hosting's uh, a big one. Yeah. You know what I mean? I like, believe it. They put, like, 10 providers, but then they're pushing two on you. Know yeah, of course. I mean, anybody, that, you know, it kind of sucks, but anybody that has a really successful blog, it's so hard to stay true because... There's somebody's gonna offer you. Let's say you, let's say it's the ten best. You know, hey, our ten best uh, hosting platforms for websites. Let's just say they're all probably gonna be paid, or at least the first three of them are gonna be paid. You yeah. know, hey, I can't afford as much as Amazon's gonna pay you to put me at, put me at number one because honestly, they all do the exact same thing. They all pretty much have the exact same standards. They all have 99.99999% uptime or yeah. whatever it is and the biggest factories and the, and the best cooling and the best servers and the fastest flash memory and all this shit, you know, they all have that. It's just who gets number one, you yeah. know, maybe there's, maybe there's a fine line of like, hey, you have better customer service or this or that and the other thing that's going to like set you maybe apart. 
Yeah. But in all honesty, they're all providing the exact same. It's like going to a fucking car dealership. Yeah. You want a you want a four door sedan? Right. Great. You got an Accord. You got a Sonata. You got you know every brand's got there. You know you got a Chevy Cruze. You got a, there's so many of these cars that all do the exact same thing. It's just which one do you pick? They all literally do the exact same thing, and they're all then point a, a point B, a one to five percent stand. You know. One to five percent difference, you know, one standard deviation away from each other. Like, there's really no difference between any of them. But it's just like, oh, who does the most marketing? Who does the most this? Who does the most this? Who's paying this this blogger the most money to be number one? You know? Yeah. Yeah, you're right. You're right. You know, and the, the only way you're gonna know is if you really followed that blogger to find out if what they're putting portraying is real because they did real tests and their stuff is completely unbiased. And the only way they're getting paid is from advertising on the website, not paid spots to be number one or number two yeah in that case they're missing a big chunk yeah but you know that's how they stay true you know then you then you get into the waters of you know hey is amazon gonna pay me a thousand dollars to be number one great hey amazon i'm writing this blog you might want to pay me a thousand dollars oh bluehost is paying me two thousand dollars do you want to bump it up to three? Oh, do you want to be three all right three thousand bluehost you're gonna go up no all right bluehost you'll be number two amazon you're gonna be number three number one that's how it works like you put like that's kind of it you know it skews the where it should be, you know, but yeah, you know that they want to make money. Everybody's in, everybody's here to make money, right? You know, so. But we just crushed an hour and twenty five minutes. This was awesome. Crazy. Yeah. Fucking crazy. Yeah, I, I listen. This opportunity was awesome. I, I'm, I'm just happy come back, man. I'll definitely be back, and we can talk about whatever. Yeah. Maybe we set the topic. I, honestly, this was. I was saying to myself, like, what are we talking about? Like, <laughs> and we just like went into this, and we just. We just talked, man. This was cool. That's it. Hour and a half, man. All right, so how do people find you? How do they find out about you? Uh, MissionDisrupt.com. Don't do any phone numbers. I don't think it's a good idea. Yeah, you got it. Uh, um, uh, Or on Facebook. I would say follow us on Facebook. Um, Mission Disrupt. That's where we're dropping, you know, a few of our videos. Um, A lot of tips on just small business uh, that small business owners should know. Okay. Um, Just things about marketing in general. We're going to drop that episode that kind of takes people into our process. Gotcha. And I think people will get a more... Um, clear head of what it takes to build like a custom product and hey listen it might be a little bit more on the premium side I guess we'd say but at the end of the day the experience that the clients have are a lot different than what our competitors have so uh, yeah it's kind of cool to see what that process is like and how we integrate data so good stuff man yeah thanks for having me again hey anytime brother all right until the next time everybody I love the shit out of you guys and uh, yeah I guess I'll just wrap this up now Thank you for tuning in to another episode of the Brutally Honest Podcast. I'm your host, Harrison Barron. You can hit me up, Harrison underscore Barron. And um, if you are a subscriber, I love you. If you haven't subscribed yet and you've made it this far, you better smash that subscribe button on whatever platform you're listening on. I really do appreciate it tremendously. Um, Yeah, BrutallyHonestPodcast.com. You know, I'm doing my own thing now with uh, Baron Media Group. You can go visit them, baronmediagroup.com. Follow me on Instagram, Harrison underscore Baron. Lots and lots of stuff going on. I absolutely love it. I've made some crazy life changes. You guys are all coming for the with me on the uh, on the journey. And uh, yeah, that's pretty much it. Dean, thanks so much for coming on to this episode. Really appreciate it. And I got some more in the bank for you guys. I think you guys are going to love them. Makes me super happy that I get to do this. And uh, until the next time, guys, peace.